podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. A, B, C. It's easy as one, two, three. Yep. <laughs> Jay here for Full Time Devils. This is the Full Time Devils podcast. I think it's episode 2027. 20, yeah, 27. Which is obviously my age. Um, joining me today is Carl from That United Family. Not this United Family, That United Family. Check him out on YouTube. He's got an absolute. United Mad Family and actually a bit of a mad family in general. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, in general. If we're being honest, make my family look quite quite quiet, which is an (laughs) achievement. Um, And over there is the infamous Andy Tate, who's calmed down a bit since Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. It all all moulds into one, doesn't it? All these. uh, If you're wondering, by the way, why we're sat in some leather chairs, we're using a studio that someone else had used these chairs in, so that's why. In case you're thinking, who did, who did you think they are? Why is he sat in like a leather throne? I was sat in a leather throne. Yeah, and we've just, just we've stuck <laughs> Ch- Carl on uh, just yeah, some you, chair we found in the alleyway behind the studio. You can live, it, you can live it up studio. for one podcast, can Yeah, we can. <laughs> it's part of Andy's demands. He demands a leather chair and a, and a can of uh, pop <laughs> as well. And a Greg's. And a Greg's. <laughs> um, right, I don't want to go into it too much because we've done it to death, but we'll just briefly talk about Sunday. More or less the sort of the fallout that's followed from it. Some people are calling from, for Ollie's head. Idiots. Mm. Go on then, Andy, yeah. I'll let you come in straight on that. People, are, Ollie's out. The Ollie out brigade. He's actually, he's actually a thing now. It's not a joke. He's actually, yeah, I actually, actually think it is a thing. It is a thing. It, yeah. is, it is a thing, and I'm just going to say this. You're all pathetic. Is it the fans who go inside the stadium? Maybe. No, it's people online who are tapping away at a computer screen, and you're, all right, you're watching the game, but do you know what's going on inside this inside the ground? You know what's going on inside Carrington? No, you could tell. Even Roy Keane said it. Solskjaer was fuming. You knew he couldn't keep a straight face on Sunday. So the Ollie Out Brigade. I'm just going to say this: get a life. You know what I mean? Rome wasn't built in a day. That's it. I called them all out on Twitter. I know you might have seen it. I said, um, you know, what did I call them? Uh, pathetic Muppets or something like that. It's like we've we've been we've done the sacking managers thing. Do you know what I mean? Mourinho can help us and he's like you know, the most decorated manager since Fergie and the, in the modern day. Our most successful manager since Fergie. He couldn't help us out. LVG's gone. Moyes, Moyes don't really count. He's a bit out of his depth, I think. But, yeah. you know, Solskjaer, like you say, in these time, Rome wasn't built in a day. What he's done is he's done what we wanted. The, the, some of the dead would have gone or frozen out. You know, he's looking to sell again in January. And, you know, Oli's not in sold in charge of the transfers, is he? So he'll give a list to Woodward or the board and then it's up to them to get it because he doesn't have a say. He only has a say on what targets he wants. So do you know what I mean? So I think the players that he has brought in with your Maguire's, your Amber Zachers, and your Dan James are the three shining lights at the shit show we've seen lately. I agree. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, because I'm not only out at all. I agree with what you said. He needs time. We've tried... The experienced manager with Louis Van Gaal. We've tried the manager that wins everything with Jose Mourinho. We've tried the manager that's had a long um, stint at a Premier League club in David Moyes. We've tried briefly. We had Giggsy in charge, didn't we? Give it Giggsy at the end of the season, as a man once said. Um, so now it seems like, OK, you bring someone in that knows the club, that, that's, that's done a uh, manage, management as well. But is there an argument? I'm not saying only out at all, but is there an argument that, yes, we've obviously got problems with funding and all that, 
is he the right man for the job in terms of like his experience or something? Or is do people have a point when they say, well, hang on a minute, his last managerial job was at Cardiff. His record over the last year, whatever, has been pretty bad over the sort of last, since we stopped winning all them games. I think we've not won away since Paris. Is there a case, not all out, but he should face criticism. He should. He's a manager of Manchester United. He came in without a great managerial record in the Premier League and his managerial record hasn't been great, so he should be held to account for that. Or should we be looking elsewhere? He should learn from his mistakes. Now, he made mistakes Sunday. He's made mistakes in games this season. Uh, like I say, the Southampton game, urgency, no urgency there. Playing Matic Sunday with Mata when you should have given the kids a goal. Now, every man, even Ferguson, Mourinho, Van Gaal got criticised. you got to take the rough with this move. And he's trying to install, he knows the values, what the previous managers didn't understand. Now, he's doing it, he made, like I say, baby steps, tippy-tappy, but he's, he's going to get there. And if this board don't back him, and and the fast that is the boardroom with Scrooge McDuck in charge, he'll, he'll, he'll be the far guy. And then it's going to... Will, will he though, Andy, right? Because you say he'll be the far guy, but I think the Glazers are, regardless of the contempt to hold him in, I think they're quite savvy in a point, Ollie, because... They keep him in charge, yeah. Like, if they sack him, sorry, then everyone's going to turn on them. So would they just say, right, we'll just keep him in charge? Do you think there's that, or do you think that they would get rid because that's what they do? Well, if you're a business, you're a kit manufacturer, you're a wine associate with Manchester United, do you want your brand associated with failure? Say you're Real Madrid. Winning, winning, winning. All right, didn't do anything last year, but three Champions Leagues, your association with the kit brand, your your kit your kit brand is out there everywhere. Now, do you want to be associated with failure season after season after season? Do you want to buy a wine that is associated with failure? You see the commercials, I've seen them on, on TV. Do you remember that wine after Fire. That? They say he's a legend. Hey, he's a legend. Famous throughout the land. Yeah, famous <laughs> Sorry throughout the land. Ridiculous every you know, impression, but you remember it. Your hey, history Ray, can Ray only take you so skills. far. If you want, to, you, want, you want to create and still hold on to the history, you've got to fucking add to it. And they're not doing it. All right, we've won a couple of trophies. And I'm not, I will I say, I love winning trophies, yeah. but they're not striving to do this. And the, and the statement that come out Monday was, like I say, released previously. It was, it was PR. Yeah, it was, it was, PR from, a, it was from a fan's and forum. And, that, for it. and I get where you're coming from. The timing of the release of it was bad because everyone assumed it was come after the West Ham game, but it wasn't. It was from the... But you're right. It was like, we don't buy players for commercial and all that stuff. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. If you're... Um, Ollie, though... Carl, you're looking at it and you think, right, I'm going to let Lukaku go. I'm going to let Sanchez go. Should you not have expected that we struggle? Yeah, we obviously losing... I've always said Lukaku's not a top echelon striker, is he? You know, he's world-class at putting the ball in the net, but he's got nothing I've got nothing else about his game. Sanchez, obviously, not. he's not done it since he, he joins. Um, but obviously, you're losing Lukaku, which is 40 goals since he's been out of the team, and you have yeah. to replace him. But I think that also comes... I don't think it's solely Oli's fault, though, either, because... The board are going, yeah, we want this room, we want this room, we want... And then our window's shut, and they've gone, oh, do you know what? He's releasing data from training. He's fucked off to Anderlecht to train with them. Yeah. Just get rid of him. Do you know Don't what I mean? get me wrong, I'm not saying we should have kept Lukaku. I think he had to go. 
I think his attitude, you could see he was out the door. He was saying, yeah. tweeting things. And I don't like talking about players' attitudes because I think it's a bit harsh. But if you're tweeting the things he was tweeting, it was quite obviously wanted to leave. Yeah. And like, as you say, he's training with Anderlecht and all the rest of it. So I think he wanted to go. And I think despite his, his record on paper, his record last season wasn't good enough. But if you're going to get rid of a player that scored, I think, 42 goals in 96 games for Manchester United, which is quite a good record, it is, if, yeah. if we're being it's honest. Yeah. I know there was, if you scratch beneath the surface, he didn't do very well in, against the big teams. And he, he scored in fits and starts. He'd mm. score like 10 in 20 or yeah. whatever and then go 10 games without a goal. But if you're going to get rid of him, you've got to replace him. And that's that what baffles me. And it's like, how much of a responsibility there has Oli got? Because he's obviously let him go out on the fact, what, transfer deadline day yeah, for, for so, us yeah. in England. Yeah. Knowing full well, I can't bring anyone in. Is that his responsibility? Or again, do you look at that, Scrooge McDuck? That. Yeah. Oli. Yeah. Was overruled mm. right, okay. by Woodward. Mm -hmm. That's the story on the grapevine. Yeah. That's what I've heard from in the city. Like you say, you, you just see the Andy rumors. Tate, Andy Tate knows. Right? I don't know nothing, he but does. it's what you what Andy you say. Solskjaer was overruled. That's why I had to come off twelve. Solskjaer was overruled by yeah. Woodward just to get Sanchez off the books. That's right. it. Yeah. Because again, his hands are tied. I mean, Alexis Sanchez. Again, you can argue. Wasn't happening for him at United, and it wasn't. He was shocking. Yeah. But then, against West Ham, we had a situation where you had Jesse Lingard up front on his own. Nothing wrong with that. Now, listen, I, I'm big. I've stuck up Jesse Lingard and all the rest of it. But <laughs> you've got a player. You've got a player. No, you've got a player. Right. It's not his fault. He's up front on his own. Why? Why have we not got? Why have we not replaced someone? Why have we not brought in someone? Or why have we let Sanchez go? You're telling me. I was hearing arguments on Twitter and all the rest of it going. Mason Green was tonsillitis as fucked us. So a 17-year-old having tonsillitis is scuppered Manchester United's chances of winning a football match. Is that where we're at? Not bringing enough players in fuck this exactly. like season. Like I say, they spin the bullshit. We are not in it for commercial. It's rubbish. It's lies. They're just taking our money and milking it and siphoning it. They've not paid for this club. They're just taking out and taking out. They're taking out the revenue of the match days and taking this and taking that. So eventually, one day, the club will be broken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, you know, I think it annoys me. One of the things that annoys me is about full-time devils. We have this reputation. People say, oh, you don't speak out about the Glazers. Since we've started this channel, almost everyone we've had on it, <laughs> including some ex-players, have spoke out against the Glazers. We've had Must on. We've had people who founded FC United. We've had, um, I know Must, obviously, People say, well, they were in bed with the Glazers, but I'm going to get to that later. But we've had various sort of fans on after the game, before the game. We've all spoken out, Andy's spoken out many times about it. We just give a platform to fans. And 99% of the fans we give a platform to are unhappy with the Glazers and want the Glazers out. So it's a nonsense to think we're, we're any different. I think that we've always said, or I've always said personally, I can't speak for anyone else. I want the Glazers to go. I don't think they're good for the club but we need someone to buy United. That's okay. the issue. It's all very well saying we want them to go. The club's worth three and a half billion now. It was mm. 600 million when they bought it. So someone, I want someone to come in with a load of money and buy United yeah. that's going to do things the right way. But that's what we need to happen. I'll though. just give you the two examples, right? The two who are at the top, they show they care about the club and the fans. And sometimes they, they engage with the fans. You know what I mean? Liverpool and City. I they right. do, they do. I, I but this club just feeds us PR Bollocks. I think what I would say to that is, I would say both the, the owners of those two clubs, I would argue that I don't think Sheikh Mansour gives a shit about Manchester City fans, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think John W. Emery actually bought Liverpool because he's a massive Liverpool fan or whatever. 
I think they understand the value of keeping the fans on board, keeping the fans happy and keeping a successful team that's on the good. pitch. That, that's what they should value. I think that's, that's the issue. But I don't think Sheikh Mansour woke up. I used to have David Brightwell posters on but his But Mr Malcolm Glazier... And, and, and watch the 5-1 well, the, video. The, two, the three Glazier people and, yeah. and the stupid uh, sister, they don't care about us. No. They just want to take loans out and, and a, siphon yeah. the money out and living it up in Florida. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's the difference. I think the, the likes of Henry and, and, and City owners have looked at him for right... Obviously, the different reasons they've bought those clubs, but they've said, you know, a successful team investing in it, it's you know, it can give us the PR we want, it can give us the success we want, and it can give us the commercial deals we want. And Liverpool have started to rake in money now, like they, you know, on an unprecedented scale, almost matching ours at, at some point. I think their kit deal might be even bigger than ours, which wouldn't have happened if they hadn't been winning football matches. So again, yeah, I respect that. Yeah, I, respect I get that. it. But at least they're giving something back and engaging with the fans. But yeah. our club is not. It's funny you say that because I saw a video of Andy Mitten and he was over in um, America. Um, for Remember when we played Liverpool? Yeah. In, um, was it Chicago? I might be wrong. I can't remember. We played him somewhere two seasons ago. Not last summer, the summer before. Um, <clears throat> and Liverpool had like ex-players in like stalls, meeting fans. Klopp was out mingling. So you could get to meet him if you're a scouser, you know, or a Liverpool fan, I should say. Go meet him. I don't think there's many scousers in Chicago, but you never know. <laughs> How many scousers get to Chicago? <laughs> Anyone who supports Liverpool tends to call themselves a scouser nowadays, anyway. Um, but they were making an effort, and United weren't. United went there, played a game, and fucked off. There was no PR. There was yeah. no mingling. There was no interaction. You might have the odd ex-player who's working for MUTV who goes out for a drink and says hello to people, but there was no planned PR stuff. Yeah. And that's again like you know that's Liverpool see the value in that. And then you've got loads of fans who feel engaged who will go out and buy your shirts and all the rest of it. Who will encourage their other mates to to, to come and have watch you know Liverpool or, or whatever. And United is just like mm. this makes you feel closer to the club, doesn't exactly. it? It makes you feel closer to like the players. I and used stuff, to feel a bondness with the club in the nineties. I used to feel part mm. of the club even when we won the treble up till. Them, them Yanks took over. There was a connection with the club, absolute connection. All right, Martin Edwards wasn't a popular person, but he, he valued the club. He looked after the club. But nowadays, he just came in, loaded that. Oh, we'll siphon out the bank. So if if it goes up, upside down, pear shaped, who's gonna who's gonna foot the bill? The fans again? No, you're right. You're right. That's the that's the thing, and it's like. We've been in this like vicious circle a little bit, haven't we? And I think we've sort of got away with it in terms of there's success. There's a war coming. There's, there's a success no. because there's you a, mentioned there is trophies. a war coming. And I think, and it's fans. It's going to be a fan war against the against the board. I don't know how it's I going to happen. How do you do it? Yeah, but I, 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 I think most of the board a minute since between fans though. People say boycott the games, but how can you boycott the games when you love the club so much and it's so part sick. of your ritual and a match day? It makes your weekend. You work hard nine to five, Monday to Friday. And you spend your money to to get your ticket and go to see your team, and you get shafted by a performance with, and you see it, it it's all connected. The pitch, the board, a level, it's all connected. You see Ed Woodward. I don't think he was, he didn't give a shit on Sunday. He just him. T- and there was a guy with a, with glasses. I don't know. He, he might be a secretary or a member of the board. He, he just. Just didn't give a flying fucking fuck. He's the first one that needs to go though. I'm sorry for swearing, but this is how I've been feeling the last two right, days. I'm sorry sh- for that swearing. Ship sailed on full time devils yeah. swearing. <laughs> I've just remembered as well, I meant to do this at the, at the top of the uh, podcast, but we have been nominated for a Northwest Football Award. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me as well, producer Nick. Cheers, mate. Um 
So the, the link to that is in the description. Listen, right, this is important, this. The Northwest Football Wars, these are the ones that matter, right? And we've lost twice now to Scousers, talking to Scousers. Red Men TV, I think it was. At yeah, it's Red Men TV. Yeah. By a handful of votes, dozens of votes, right? So your vote matters. So unless you want to see more Scousers lifting trophies, lifting awards, vote for full-time Devils. Fingers yeah. crossed it'll be the only And there's also, there's other, there's other categories as well. Luke Shaw's up for an award. Mason Greenwood's up for an award. Uh, Katie Zellum is up for an award. Yep. So let's make it a clean sweep of United. Let's go into the link. It takes 30 seconds. Vote for us. Yeah. Let's. Never mind your Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. A, that's, this is the award that matters. Plus, we might get a night out on it, see? Yo, yeah. He's <laughs> that's out, a person yeah. who Carl's on already. Get, get he's, already got his, he's already dusted off his, uh, his court suit. <laughs> um, right. I've had enough of the Glazers in more ways than one. Right. Um, move on. One thing, a bit of good news, shall we say, potentially good news, I say with um, cautiously, cautious optimism, is safe standing. Now, I say it's good news because I think we all we were all chatting before, weren't we? We all yeah. used to stand um, at United when we were allowed to. I know some of us still do stand, but <laughs> we all used to go in the standing section. Um, I remember the last day of the standing section, the official paddock was commentary at home, 1994, right? That was the last game. Brian, let, Brian Robson's last game. Somebody well. let off a flare. Remember it? Somebody. Um, yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it never is. Um, but I used to love standing when I used to go as a kid. When I stopped going with my dad and I used to go with my mates, um, we used to go in the, the, the paddock, uh, the scoreboard paddock, um, and I used to love it. And that was the last. That was the last game of it. Now you can still stand up, obviously, in your seat, but it isn't an official standing thing now. There's safe standing at Tottenham, I think, in their new stadium where rail seats and at Wolves. I think Shrewsbury have got it in League One or whatever league they're in. And now there's talk of it coming to Old Trafford. So, Cal, start with you. Well, in I was still eating fish fingers and beans, but I was only three. But when you go to like non league games and that, you always stand up, don't you? And it's just better, isn't it? Like sitting down, just take, it takes away, doesn't it? It takes away from the atmosphere, it takes away from like. Getting involved. If you can stand up, you can you know, throw your arms jump, around yeah. and, and jump around. So in non-league grounds, you've got the option. You can sit in the, in the stand. It, yeah, then then the second half, like I've done it with my dad. I sit down first half. Well, let's go and stand up for the second half. Get behind the goal. That's, that's, that's you know what I the hate. trouble is as well when you've not got official safe standing is we have it in our seat sometimes. Like my missus takes my little girl sometimes, um, or I've, t- I've even told my missus or whatever when we took the, some of the kids and. Some people are standing up, you might not be able to see if you're not if you're in the seats and it's not meant to be the standing bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like okay, you can just sit to get them to stand on the seat, but then someone behind might. When you got six foot yeah, stood in front, yeah, of you. it gets all very confusing. And listen, you know we all want to be able to stand up if we want and and, and watch games. So having a designated actually with rail seats as well, where it's not just you standing in the seat. Some of the it stewards are dead anal as well, though. Some <sighs> of the stewards are dead anal. Like, even if you're celebrating a goal, you're not sat down quick enough. They're like, come on, sit down. Fingers. It's like, well, no, you're taken away from it. Fingers. And that's, and that's why we get... There's one well, there, also. We, we talk that. about this safe standing, but it will never be pushed through. The government will never give the hard clearance. Well, aren't we there already, sort of, in a way, getting there? If well, Spurs have got Spurs it in the new Wolves. Yeah, but are Spurs allowed to use it? Yeah, I think so. I think so, right. They used it. I thought, is that allowed in the Premier League? You've got to be able to see it at stadiums. No, uh, yeah, but the seats there, the rail seats. So yeah, there is, I think there the is seats there. Yeah, well, well, well for I'm reading it here yeah, now, it. right? Here's what it says United have to undertake a detailed, comprehensive study. That's all in uh, 
commas, inverted commas, into the feasibility of tra- trialling rail seats at Old Trafford. Blah, 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 blah. A change in safety guidelines allows clubs to apply to put rail seats in stadiums um, when all attempts to persuade supporters not to stand or failed. Wolves have added rail seats to Molyneux in the summer, while Tottenham installed them in their new stadium. United are speaking to both clubs about the management of such areas. So, obviously, it's happening there. If they've um, got that behind the Stratford end, it'd make a hell of a difference. Exactly. Even if you just did, like... The lower the, bit. The lower bit of the Stratford Just end. the lower bit. Mm. And it'd, it'd be absolutely bouncing, wouldn't we it? Had, um, we had Ian Sterling on from Must a few months ago when he was talking about this because they've been involved in the discussions and all the rest of it. Um, so you, if you can have a look at that video, check it out. He, he, can, he was filling me in on, on how it's come about and what's happening. Um, and we know why we got rid of standing. And I get it. Yeah, I'm not criticising the decision behind that. I can understand it. But now, you know, this is what, 20, 30 years on? since that time and it's like now there's a way of doing it and doing it safely where everyone's happy mm-hmm. in this day and age I mean you can't really get around that ticket you can't get you know mm-hmm. any sort of so you can't you know there's, there's safety concerns that some people had which I can understand should be addressed and I think they have been you if know, anything's we'll looked after and looked at and done by the book yeah I'm all for it yeah because you you can have the option yeah I'll sit I'll stand up for one game and sit down for another that's yeah. it so. if it's if it's implemented into the Premier League you could say have a sit down for uh, Southampton it makes, it makes and, when it, it, and when it's the derby you, you, you bring out the standing and yeah you get it packed and the place is bouncing the thing is you go away you stand up don't you yeah, yeah. you don't go away and sit down do you know what I mean? I, that's never that never happens. So and it's obviously the, the away fans come so traffic they're all stood up. None of them are sitting down. Do you know what I mean? So people are standing. A lot of people at United are standing. We've got you know sections of United where people are singing and standing up throughout the game. So to make it actually um, to make it a designated area with rail seats just makes a lot more sense to me. It, you know, and, as, I mean, and you if, could if have Spurs the, have got it and Wolves have got whole it, why not? Bottom us? bit standing and keep the seats from. Onwards. Think of the Glazers out chance you could do from the standing section. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Get me in there. Think of you singing. <laughs> sing, think of you singing Scrooge Mc, Get rid of Scrooge McDuck. Thunderbirdhead. Thunderbirdhead. Um, from the... Uh, I'll tell you what, he'll get some shit Wednesday. Do you reckon though? Will there be anyone there Wednesday? He'll get some shit Wednesday. If you're listening if to this, this is before that, the Rochdale it, game, by the way. If you're asking, wondering, why are they not talking about that? Lost to Rochdale. <laughs> I'm just saying there's potential... For anarchy. No, we're it. not advocating that, by the not way. Not advocating it, but yeah. it could turn top. I don't know, Andy. I, all right. I think, personally, that 2005 was probably the the biggest opportunity or the one where it would have happened. Like, when FC United was formed and that happened. Now, I'm not saying people... I'm not dismissing these boycotts. And, you know, if you glaze us out and you're doing a boycott, I get it. And we've, we'll give you... We've invited people on who were behind them and said, you know, we can come on, on the channel and tell us your reasons behind it and encourage people. We've had people on it who, who've spoken about it as well. I'm not saying... It, I'm not dismissing it or criticising it. I just worry that... Or wonder whether 2005 was the opportunity. When FC United were founded, when we could have maybe stopped the 2010 Glazers. was an opportunity. Yeah, 2010 with the green and gold. That, that should have pushed through. The only thing I can say about now that might give us a bit more hope is the fact that fans are getting pissed off with the lack of success because in 2005 we'd gone two years without a title in 2010 we'd gone one I'm year saying this we'd now, won the title the year before I'm, I'm saying this like I say I've Go heard all oh, Sunday we, we ain't going to be top six this year nah. that's it not even with Daniel James you can't, you can't hey, we've had him one I wish kid I wish kid he runs his heart 
it was my man and yeah, a match Sunday. He was, he was on this Sunday, team yeah. will not finish in the top six. That's it. It'll right. be the lowest position since 1990. We'll when we were in a relegation under, battle. We finished seventh under Moyes. Yeah. We were in a relegation battle up till the last month of the season. I remember it. I remember a relegation derby, that's, 1990. That's probably not I remember that. Clayton Blackmore scored three minutes. Ian Brightwell equalised. And we were both still struggling to the last five games. And we both finished 13th and 14th, respectively. He remembers it well. As I'm sure me age. It was his 30th was, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I was 15, my friend. <laughs> and we won the FA Cup. And it all started from there. We never looked back. But this, that's uh, it. Listen, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. Mm. So you never know. But look, you know what you said though. The, 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 like I say, the fans are not going to buy this forever. Yeah. The, you can spin as much PR bullshit as you want, Mister Ed, and your media department. We ain't fucking buying it. We never didn't buy it yesterday. We ain't going to fucking buy it forever. I can't not buying it now. Up. What did you make of changing tat slightly? You'll see. This is a seamless little. Segway that I often do. Uh, I'm just going to say, I just love my club, but that's it. We know you do, Andy. I, know, I love my club and people come at me for it, no. but I, like I say, I don't I, care. You're one of you know, you, I mean, people forget with Andy as well. People think like, oh, fan cams get a bit of a, rep, a reputation, fan channels and all the rest of it. Andy used to come and watch the fan cams for months before he actually spoke up. And then, you know, you sort of... I'll say this now, right? I spoke out, I was working there and I lost my job for it. Now, I've doesn't get really mentioned this I lost my job for it it cost me everything everything but I'm b I got back on board but it cost me so like I say I spoke out lost my job I moved on and you, I think you, you touched the you struck a chord with a lot of what you were saying because regardless of how supportive you have the manager when obviously that all blew up with Moyes we all knew he was out of his depth and now we I think we all know we've all known for years that Woodward's not up to the job is he that's, yeah. that's he's been. the first one that should go yeah. he's, he's employed four managers we've been failing for god knows how long since he's but Gary out. Neville said he, you know, he, so he won't, I know people say Gary Neville why don't he pick the team him, he wants to be the centre of attention yeah. now and all signing autographs I remember Webby saying it signing, signing, signing autographs signing shirts Mate, people getting, <laughs> weren't people getting photos with the Glazers in Barcelona last yeah. Year, yeah. That's yeah. Why I, mean, I remember on. seeing pictures of that which, um, which why don't you start picking the team Ed but these are the only outs these are these are the ones going, get them out, get the manager out. Cough, get the manager Just out. Just because you have a nice cushy trip to Barcelona. Yeah, we want we want to play Barcelona every season, but we're going to be playing at the new Camp for a long, long time. Did anyone watch, just to change that slightly, as you interrupted me last time I was trying to do this. Right, well. <laughs> the FIFA Awards, did anyone watch that? No. Did anyone care? No. no. I'm just glad Virgil well, that's the end of that. Uh, that that's <laughs> a new section on the uh, Full Time Devils podcast, the FIFA Awards. Uh, that's... Yeah, no, I know we don't care, right? But I found it quite funny because I was watching, I was reading something, and I'm reading it now actually, as, as we saw. No, yeah, Messi won, didn't he? It was FIFA's best player, wasn't it? Men's yeah. best player. Right, but um, I think the funny thing is that M Messi picks Ronaldo um, as in his top three, but Ronaldo didn't pick Messi. This is after Ronaldo saying they're like good mates and that. This is what, but he's a sly little dog, is Aaron. I know, but I just, you know what, I love that about Ronnie. He's gone, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, all yeah. about him, and he come on, like, and the thing is, like, Ronnie, he used to be a bit all about him when he was at United, but it didn't matter because he's winning those football matches. Yeah, yeah. So if he's he, having a shot from forty yards out and it's going in, you don't care. He's the only one playing the last 10, 15 years. If you got it, he won the Ballon d'Or with United, right? But let's it. not forget, we also won the Champions League and the Premier League that season. So don't know, you know what I mean? If he's 
doing it for himself, but he's also winning loads of trophies for your team and scoring 42 goals in the process. Yeah. No one cares. them back. Ah, do you know what, though? It annoyed me that Messi won it. Ah, hey, we got Jesse Lingard. Don't like, need it. You know what I mean? The thing with Messi is, right? I know Messi's a good player. Yeah, it's a pretty uncontroversial statement, but it's mm. <laughs> just he's let us down a couple of times, Messi, hasn't he? Like he turned up against us in two Champions League finals, right? In a big way. It. Didn't turn up against Chelsea at the new Camp when they went on Didn't to win. Turn it. up in the Didn't World Cup. Turn up final. against the Scousers last in the World season. Cup final. I don't care about that. But do you know what I mean? It's like Chelsea and Liverpool wouldn't have a, a Champions League or an extra Champions League if he hadn't if he'd have, he'd done his job. He even did it the last time he played at Old Trafford a couple of years back. He did nothing all, de- all game and then he fucking oh, yeah. just, he he just nipped up, scored a goal and then left and they were like, ah, oh, fuck He sake. didn't turn up at Old Trafford that at Chris Smalling, elbowed and smashed him in the face. That's how you deal with it. Scored that day, though. No, not Old Trafford. Did he? No, no, he didn't. At the no. return at New Camp last no, season, yeah, he did. Two Ashley Young mistakes. Leave Ashley Young alone, right? Just give him a bit of time. He's young, lad. He's coming. He'll come good. Ashley Young? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just needs a bit more game time. That's all it is. Uh, change subjects again. Jesse Lingard. Good prospects. Right? Yeah. Good prospects. Um, hold on a minute. Oh, as, as breaking news, I think. I don't know if it's breaking news. I've just been sent it. This is... Um, <laughs> Manchester United reports fourth quarter and full fiscal year fiscal results. Here we go. We've made a shitload of money, not invested it. Um, the highlights, I've just, I've just been sent this. Well, We've signed three new first team players, completed several, you see this, this is fucking bad already, isn't it? Completed several key player contracts extensions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Phil Jones, Chris Marlin, <sighs> you know what I mean? Uh, oh, oh, here you go. This, do you know what? I've been gutted about City winning the title and the Scousers winning the Champions League, but now this just makes up for it. Ten new or renewed global sponsorship deals for the fiscal 2019 year. Global fans and followers increased to 1.1 billion. New EPL broadcasting cycle with improved international... Dis- get me words out. With improved international distribution rights. Begins 2019 to 20. And your mate, Ed Woodward... Scrooge McDuck, as you call him, has said, We remain focused on our plan of rebuilding the team and continuing to strengthen our youth system in line with the philosophy of the club and the manager. This is reflected in the recent addition of three exciting first-team players, key player contract extensions and the talent we have coming through our academy. Everyone at Manchester United is committed to delivering on our primary objective (laughs) of winning trophies regardless of Andy Tate's concerns. And that's what... what, um, Well, listen... And there is your PR bullshit I can't bullshit be bothered going into all this. I know, lots of... Just more PR bullshit, just like Monday. Don't worry, fans, we're invested in the club and the youth that's coming through is going to win us all the trophies Yes. in 20 years. There'll be no Premier League <laughs> title for the next 10 years. There'll be no Champions League. It says as well here, right, here's another one. It says uh, revenues of 627 million. Um, I don't understand some of this, so forgive me. I'm not an accountant. I'm a maths. I barely scrape. I got. A, I did get a C in GCSE. Maths so how much of that's going into a lot the first of that was team? Copying as well, my mates work. Um, an operating profit of fifty million quid. Well, there you go. Then. Yeah, because I yeah. thought you mean seventy-three million quid. I don't know. That's what they said. Look you know. I only read what. So if it's a fifty million profit, where's the other twenty-three million gone? I don't know. There you go. Controversy. I don't. I don't understand how these things. Work. I don't know mathematics. But that though, all that nonsense tells me is that despite ten minutes ago, I was all saying Woodward's under pressure. He's probably not. He will get a pay rise again this season. He don't give a fuck. He'll get a he, pay rise this season. He doesn't. I'm care telling you now, the Glazers will be looking at them finance reports before they're looking at Manchester United's football results. So, I'm going to say this: we're not going to win the league. 
<laughs> well, there's a controversial <laughs> statement. That's up there with my Messi. That's up there with my Messi's a good player. We're not going to win the league for the next ten years. Sup, man. No, we Gary were, Neville says we're two, it. maybe two players away. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Two players. Two, two, three players. Two, two dozen players. He said like. this on Monday Night Football the other week. He compared this team, this current crap, this team with with uh, the '93, '94 style, oh, the class of '92, and they had three, four, five players of hardcore experience. There's nothing there. Uh, one thing, right? One thing for, for we, we discuss this all the time, and we were having a chat about the class of '92 and whether this crop of youngsters could be. As you were just mentioning, then the new sort of class of United two. The it new, could be, it could be. You know, the likes of Chong Gomez, maybe Garner. You could throw in there Greenwood, obviously. Um, we're all excited by these players. There's another couple ones that are just under the radar as well. The likes of um, Levitt, um, as well. So you look at it and you think maybe, maybe we've got you know a, a crop. But as we've often said, people forget about the class of United two. In 94, 95, before they all broke on, Gary Neville had sort of come in and taken over as Paul Parker, uh, taken over right back as Paul Parker. Nicky Butt had been getting some experience in Europe because we had the free foreigner rule. Um, David Beckham had gone out alone and come back and got some first team experience. They'd been in and around the first team. Gigs had played in the first team for three mm-hmm. seasons or four seasons, whatever it was. So it wasn't like in, all, in 95, 96, they all were just thrown in and then we won the league. They'd been building up to that. Nurtured. And, yeah, we also had. Roy Keane, Cannon and I came back off his suspension in October. We had Schmeichel, Pallister, Bruce, Irwin. You know, you had talent there. Do you know what I mean? You had experience. You had title winning experience. Them figurehead players. Now. Thing is now, they, now this is now, the, 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 the talent's there. Yeah. They, Liverpool, but a goalkeeper, two other players, and all of a sudden they've gone to potential title challenges and potential winners. That's what summer on the level we need. You need to buy ready-made players. Right, they're not going to go and spend money willy-nilly and all that. But they need they need a midfielder. They need a striker, a winger. They need three experienced players, maybe four. But they're not going to get it. I accept that all in one window. Bruno Fernandes in January. I tell you what, that. That could save our season. We could finish mid-table, and when you no, I'm just saying. Right, okay. Well, no. it, the only reason I'm laughing is because you don't believe. I'm, I'm, if, I can't, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, la- I'm laughing almost with tears of sadness running down my face at the fact in September we're already talking about the January transfer window no, to save our so season, what? and that just shows you where we're at and the it's, management that's gone on. And I don't this, mean this is it. what I mean, it is. The, the, this the is what we could be mid-table by uh, in January. Do you know one thing though? Out of both cups, out of both cups, and all we've got is throw everything into the Europa League again. There's, there's several worries I have right with the situation room and about this crop, crop of youngsters. Which we're almost at a point now where we're relying on them already. Yeah, Greenwood, we've, we've said, is injury or is illness, didn't we? It's on slides at West Ham, cost of game. Shouldn't be relying on him. By rights, Greenwood should be playing 15, 20 games a season. And he's probably going to end up that. playing That's 30. a pathetic excuse. Well, a lot of people were that. saying it. It's You're already looking at someone like, I've already seen people writing Chong off, right, saying he's not up to the job. And I've been critical of him myself, saying I don't know if he's quite at the levels of Gomez and Greenwood the rest of it. But let's give him time to find out. But we're not probably not, probably not going to get that. Like, he's probably going to get thrown in this season or whatever. And then. You could potentially Gomez destroy, is another one you who could destroy him. Yeah. You could destroy him. Yeah, confidence. that's my thing. That's my point. You know, you're looking at you thinking these players could end up playing a lot more than they should be with a lot more pressure on them. And not just playing these young as kids, subs, but starting look, games look with people for looking at them. and experience. And what we got? We got a bleeding slow tugboat, a 31 years old called 
You know what I mean? Matic. And he's he's done nothing. Matter, I would say, keep him. He he's still he gets the club, but he's still inspirational. He can, like I say, play in the play play right. All right, he didn't play well Sunday, but I would keep him. Ashley Young, sorry lad, I'm not gonna fault your commitment, but you're on your last legs. But there's nothing there to, for it to give the kids guidance and push forward. You need you need on, decent experience. Basically, the, the kids are on their own because they're not going to get anything from them fucking experienced players. From if you They'll, if they've washed their hands of the kids, the kids will go like fuck you then. What you, you need experienced players that have got ability. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The ones that we got, we got experience, but the the ability's gone. There's no there's nothing there. So you need these experience has to Liverpool, help the young lads James out. James Milner. You know what exactly. I mean? He still City, does a job though. Sits there, had Vincent Kupner. He's gone now. Look, City David a little Silver. bit dodgy at the back. A little bit yeah. still dodgy. Just, but they're still knocking him in for fun. Yeah. Just before we get on to Wally of the Week, one game we've got coming up, because Rochdale is, as we're recording, is like tonight, so we're not going to have time to really... By the time you listen to this, probably that game could well have been and gone. Looking ahead to Arsenal. Now, they're a team that... A little bit like us have had ups and downs. Um, very, quite fortunate, I fought against Aston Villa last week. Is that a top four six point or is it a top six six point? Whatever. Is this a game where if we are to realistically have aspirations, or are we being a bit giddy because it's still September? <laughs> They've got a spirit there to come mm. down with to, with ten, come back with ten men. There's mm. a spirit there. There's resilience where there's nothing at this club. Now I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think it's a top four. Arsenal's. Got, I will say this now. Arsenal got a better chance of us than finishing oh, yeah. top four this season. You reckon? Do you agree with that, Carl? Yeah. You got a Bamiang. You got uh, the other players at front forward, you know, Lacazette, Lacazette, and they've bought, they bought all right. <laughs> Their defense is still uh, still ropey as fuck. Still ropey like. as fuck. You got Louise, you know what I mean? But it's, ours is they've reverse, got a better chance it? than us. Uh, of course they have. It's reversed to us. We got, we look like we got a half decent defense. I get the impression though. It's almost like it's top four is anyone's mate. Like <sighs> Spurs, I agree. I agree. Aren't having a great. I know I that they were third up until recently. Spurs have looked a bit ropey. Pochettino's not happy. Chelsea actually. If you look at Chelsea's record, it ain't great under Lampard. Well, they no, they're not won a home game yet. And they're yeah. below us, aren't they? Yeah, they got knocked out of the. They're not got knocked out. Sorry, lost the Super Cup, lost in Europe, lost to the Scousers, lost to us four 0 Drew Leicester, I think. Yeah. Threw away a lead against Sheffield. Was it Sheffield United? Did we, did yeah, we two 0 two nil. So they're not having a great start. Plus, well, we're on a transfer ban, so they can't rectify it. Look at the kids. Yeah. Chelsea against Wolves. How was that? Do you know that first goal? I was like. Well, I applauded that. As soon as he hit his foot, as soon as it left his foot, you know it was in. Do you not think he's got a harder job than Oli though, Lampard? That team won the Europa League last no, season. Because, third. No, because the fa- they're on a transfer embargo. The fans understand now. There's no pressure on him. But they got Pulisic think, in though. I think, yeah, I think because he was, I think there was a... The he, 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 was, he was agreed before the yeah, ban, he was he? so he's, came, yeah. he's come in to replace Hazard. Well, I think what people forget with Chelsea is they had 19 players out on loan. So they brought back Abraham. Mm-hmm. They brought back was Mason, Mason Mount, Mount. Was he on out well. Yeah. They brought back. I know he's not really done that well, but they brought back Kurt Zuma. Yeah. They, they could bring all these players back. They still got for me one of the best midfielders in the league in N'Golo Kante. Yeah, I love that man. Even though he's a Chelsea player, and I shouldn't say that. I, I'd love to have seen him at Old Trafford. Um, you was it you? No, it wasn't you. Sorry, it was someone else who was saying and thought we could get him in the summer. But I thought that was nonsense. Um, so just quickly, are we going to be Arsenal? No. No. What's three no's? <laughs> there you go. Do you know what? I'll say yes, just to have someone saying it on here. We can't have a podcast of three United fans saying we're all going to get beat. Um, Wally of the Weeks.
Mr. Tate, go on. Who's your wally of the week? Is it the usual? Uh, the PR bullshit guy at Man United. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. Um, Carl? <laughs> all the Oli Outers that hammered me on Twitter over the weekend. <laughs> all the Oli Outers. Eh? All of them, every single one of them. Not all just the Oli In, in, in. That's my motto. That's it. Um, my wally of the week is... Um, Oh, to go for it. I've got a few that I could say. Sam Quek is my one of the week. If you know who Sam Quek is, she's a Liverpool fan who uh, plays hockey and she's always having digs at United and saying stupid things. She's been at it again on Twitter. Are you not blocked by her yet? I am blocked, but <laughs> I, I see you retweet her what loads of times. Like, loads of comments have her. She blocked me when I uh, pointed out that her article about Paul Pogba was just ridiculous. She said he was the worst, <laughs> laziest player in the league. And I have an issue with certain player, people using those terms uh, or how we use them against certain players and we don't actually do our research um, anyway just before we do go Carl where can people find you that United family on YouTube um, just search it you'll find us uh, and I've got an interesting video coming tomorrow actually about opinions on it. even the kids are getting involved um, <laughs> honestly it's going to be chaos uh, and at Mr Carl Edgar on Twitter and he takes on the Insta man. He's yeah. all over his Insta. I've, I've, I've actually hit ten thousand people, and I just want to say, <laughs> literally, literally, in, a, in, 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 in the Manchester last two days, in Stratford, I, want say, I just want to say thank you very much, and it's just a bit of fun for me, Instagram. And I just from the bottom of my heart, look, you can take the mick out of me, you can love me or hate me, it's up to you. But I would re- really thank you from the bottom of my heart. You can give me abuse, you can praise me, but I'm just in it for the fun, and I love my football club. Thank you. Well said, Andy. Um, don't forget, as I said earlier, to vote for us in the North West Football Awards. Um, we are up for its best fan media channel. Um, we're up against others, including Liverpool ones. So we want to beat them because they beat us last time. And by other channels. A handful of votes. Right? Other channels. So your vote does count, man. Come on, get behind us. If you like the channel, you know, even if you don't like the channel, just vote for us anyway. Come on. <laughs> Help us out. Um, this has been episode 27 of the Full Time Devils podcast. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Audio Boom. Check us out on Audio Boom on iTunes. Pornhub. Andy's on Pornhub. We're not on Pornhub. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. I'm not. And don't forget to give it us is. a rating, give us a like, subscribe, all the stuff. You know what to do. I don't need to tell you what to do. And obviously on the YouTube as support well. Support the channel. So support the channel. And thanks for listening and watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.